0: Welcome on in. I'm so glad you are joining us for another episode of the You Glow Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Fallon Lopez, RN, BSN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach, and CEO of Are you Well, where I empower new nurses to take back their health and healing, find their voice again, and create self-care strategies that's boost energy, motivation, and confidence. So I'm super excited to be on here and talking about burnout. So today's episode is called How to Glow Up Through the Burnout. But before we get into all of the tips and all of the strategies that I'm so excited to share with you today, I just want to go over like why I even wanted to share this this conversation, this topic is super important. I was recently, I recently had the privilege to be a part of an online discussion panel hosted by Talkie. They are a, a platform, a communication platform for healthcare workers. They're still new, it's a startup company. So it's still a new process, but they facilitate communication within a healthcare facility, a healthcare institution. And so they wanted to bring more awareness around the topic of burnout, because it's a real deal. And so they shared some great information with us. And I was also able to be, you know, part of this conversation with which I was so happy. I was so, you know, just thrilled that they would consider me. Because this is something that I'm passionate. It's something that I advocate for, you know, for nurses, new nurses to protect their power in order to prevent burnout. So super excited to be a part of it. And then I was privileged to be graced with two other amazing panelists. So I, I'm going to try to get that audio and share it with us very, very soon. So because of that conversation, I felt inspired to open up a conversation here on the podcast and share more about my insights, what I learned from my own personal burnout journey and what has helped me, you know, continue to want to stay in this thing, y'all, because come on now, it's not surprising. Many of us are burnt out, too burnt out to advocate, to move forward. And sometimes we feel stuck and it's a shame because nurses are just amazing, pivotal parts of the healthcare system institution as a whole. And so it's important that we protect our power, but we need the self-care strategies. We need the resources to do that. And so that's what we do here on the podcast. So happy to be here and to talk about this today. So burnout, compassion fatigue are all real things that nurses go through, but it does not mean the end of the career. It doesn't mean that you should give up, jump ship, but it—they are signs. P- burnout, compassion fatigue are real signs and symptoms that something needs to change. It's time for a pivot. And tonight we're gonna talk more about that. Well, today we're gonna talk more about that. But before we get into all of that, let me share a few announcements, a few housekeeping—you know—for us tonight. I keep saying tonight. It's not even night. It's like after afternoon here, but <laughs> you get my drift. So, just want to share these announcements. For any of you, any of those new nurses, nurses that are transitioning, that are looking for more self-care strategies, that are looking for more support, please, I have a resource for you. Go ahead, grab my three top self-care strategies that you will get today straight to your inbox that you can do right now. You don't have to wait until the end of the podcast. Go ahead, click the link in the show notes, and get your three, my three top self-care strategies that you can practice in your everyday life. No vacation needed, no spa treatment needed. Get these three self-care strategies that you can start right now. Put yourself first, guilt-free with my three strategies. Okay. And then also, if you are on the podcast, if you've been following along, we are in season two, y'all. Let's go. Season two is starting off with a bang. And so if you want more support off, off of the off of the podcast, go ahead and join my online community. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? My Facebook community is called the Nurse Wellness Community. I go live every week. I share more tips and insights and tricks on how to live your best, healthiest, wealthiest nurse life so that you can show up powerfully and we support each other. I have challenges going every month. You know, well, I try my best to do them every month, you know. Um, And then we just support each other in this journey y'all and it's another way to stay connected with me So go ahead grab the self-care strategies and then join my facebook community all free all available to you I'm here to support you as a nurse wellness coach. That's what I do from my experience as a nurse Things that i've experienced with my certification as a health and wellness coach and my business Are you well these are these are? important tools that I want to put into your hands so that you can show up at your best. Okay. So like I said, today we're talking about burnout. Burnout is a breaking point that will lead you to your breakthrough. And it's the same for myself. Like it's what I experienced for myself personally. And so when I say that statement, I mean it with conviction. I'm serious, y'all. Burnout is not just the end-all, be-all. It is a sign that something needs to change, and you can transform it into your breakthrough. Okay, so being a nurse for about 10 years, this is my 10-year anniversary, I have experienced the ups and downs of nursing life, but without having the right self-care strategies, the cycle of burnout just continued in different ways. Just because I became a nurse or I wanted to help others didn't mean that I was not going to go through the struggles. Just because I wanted to do good did not mean I wasn't going to struggle, but I needed the right coping strategies to protect my power. I used my burnout as a breakthrough, and tonight I want to share a few tools that have helped me through. So how do you know you're burnt out? It's very prevalent in nursing. COVID nineteen shined the lights at how much we suffer, both mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of the things. But that was just that was just the little shining of the light, the little flashlight. They just shined the flashlight on there just a bit. But all we were seeing was the tip of the iceberg. We. Or society, nurses, we know it's real out here. Burnout can seriously change a nurse completely from when she came in. And no, it's not just over time or, oh, you get become more mature or whatever it is. No, burnouts can turn nurses off. And it's been happening. COVID just shined a little flashlight on there. We just saw the tip of the iceberg, but under that water, sis, it's a whole Another beast, but how do you know we live on so much just compartment, compartment, compartmentalization? (laughs) Y'all, I'm trying. Look at me using big words, can't even pronounce it. Compartmentalization, compartmentalization, meaning that we get so used to just compartmentalization, we just get used to. I'm trying again. we get so used to just stuffing down our feelings pushing them to the side for the sake of showing up at work showing up for the next patient you go into a code you save someone's life it could have been drastic it could have been you know the worst code ever but then you got other patients you got to take care of you can't show up to your other patients like a mess emotional You still got to save their life and push the meds and give the life-saving treatment and be a part of the medical team and make decisions and advocate for your patients. So we get so used to just operating on that. And when you get so used to just hiding away your feelings, I don't know if that's a better way, putting it in another compartment, so to say, it can become a way of life that's nurse life, right? So how do you know you've crossed the threshold into burnout? So I want to share a few stats that was shared from host talkie on the online discussion, discussion panel that I was a part of recently. And some of them are surprising. And some of them are like, "Hmm, not not surprising at all. No, majority of them are not surprising. Come on, let's be real. So 93% of healthcare workers were experiencing stress. Clearly, reported experiencing anxiety, full-on anxiety, using the word anxiety, diagnosis anxiety. 76% reported exhaustion and burnouts. Hmm, you don't say. I, I bet that number is like super high, like not just 76%, like I feel like it's much higher than that physical physical exhaustion followed by trouble with sleep so in the previous 3 months 70% of healthcare workers had trouble falling asleep 68% experienced physical exhaustion and 63% experienced work related dread Post post pre-shift anxiety. Yeah. Others experience physical symptoms like headache or stomach ache at 56%. 55% question their career. 52% compassion. 52% reported compassion fatigue. These stats are alarming. And. 39% 39% of healthcare workers said that they did not feel like they had adequate emotional support. Really? Only 39? Hmm, that one's surprising. Nurses were even less likely to have emotional support. 45%. 45. That's nearly half of us. Now, I don't know exactly when these stats were taken. These were shared with us at the online panel discussion, so I don't know exactly where this was taken and at what time, but come on, like, these are not far from the truth. These are some of them. I'm just like, what? Like the 39% of healthcare workers, like, that's it. Like, who did this include? Because, um, not having adequate emotional support. That's a thing. Like sometimes we look for the support from management for our, from our higher ups, and then we don't experience it like how we need it. And then we don't have the words to verbalize what exactly we want. And so it's like this cycle that just continues. And then the coworkers, the the nurses, the physicians, the staff, it's just the culture thing where we all just push through and we don't look for support. So it could be like that number is higher for me. I would say a lot of us don't feel like we have adequate emotional support and it's just a whole... It's not just one thing that is uh, causing that. So, some signs of burnouts, right? Let's let's talk about how do you know you're burnt out. I just wanted to share those stats because there there are real there it's real out here, right? And so some people confuse burnouts with signs and symptoms of just normal nurse life, right? Like physical and mental exhaustion we're we're working on like little sleep, lack of sleep. Come on, some of us are like stressed out because of the life and just the workload. So physical and mental exhaustion. This it just sounds like fatigue. Some people experience change in eating patterns, right? And then there's this mindset, helplessness. Feeling like I'm just the nurse. I'm just this tiny little cogwheel in this huge machine of a healthcare institution, I don't really matter, you know, and you'll hear hear nurses just joking around like, I'm just here. I'm just a nurse. That helplessness feeling is a scientist. Something is going on. Jaded. Becoming jaded. Just like, mm. you know, it's just like this attitude of like, I can't do anything anyways. Like, I'm just here. Like, um, it is what it is. Like, kind of just withdrawn, hopelessness, restless thoughts, sleep changes, some people can't sleep. These are all symptoms that are caused by stressors. It sounds a lot like just nursing life. People can also confuse burnout symptoms with that of depression. But the difference is that once the stressor that caused the feeling of burnt out are dealt with, like working without breaks, you start taking your break having boundary conversations like saying no or changing your job or the hours that you work. You go part-time, you go, you know, back to eight hours, you know, then the symptoms typically resolve. But with depression, it can linger. So it's important you seek help and resources. If you experience any of these symptoms, don't just continue to compartmentalize, compartmentalize Don't just continue to push these things off and just be like, oh, it's just the nurse life. It's just the nursing way. These are signs. These are symptoms that should be dealt with fatigue. Like, yeah, we all feel tired, but there is just like that mind, body and soul fatigue, you know, just the point where you just I'm on autopilot right now. I'm just trying to get through the day. It's a real thing. So. The reason why I bring up these signs and symptoms is because I know all too well. Burnout was something that I experienced as a nurse, a new nurse, a transitioning nurse. It, it was there. I didn't know exactly what I was experiencing. And, you know, sometimes even after the conversation with the online panel, I went back and, you know, thought about it some more. And I was like, wow, there were a lot of symptoms. Something needed to change, um, you know, so for my story, and then I'm gonna give you some more um insights and tips at the end to where you can start implementing if you're feeling the burnout so that you can break through too. Because I did in the end, there is a triumph. But I did go through my burnout and I wish I had resources like this one. You know, I wish I had more influencers on Instagram and TikTok. You know, I'm not on TikTok, but you know, I wish. It was a much more open conversation around burnout from when I started. So my nursing story starts 12 plus years ago. I started off as an LVN. And, you know, when I got into nursing, I was happy. I was like, okay, cool. I got a job. You know, I'm going to make my family proud. I'm going to do something good. I already walked around with shame and guilt from childhood just because of the messages that were given to me from my family, from my community. You have to be a certain way to be accepted, to be loved, to be shown unconditional love. You have to be a good girl. And I wasn't always a good girl. (laughs) So I walked around with that hurt feeling already. Like I already walked around with the sadness, with the wanting to be accepted, wanting to be like the people pleaser mode. Because of that childhood hurt. And that's things that I had to deal with later on in my life. And so when I got into nursing as an LVN, I worked my butt off. I say yes to everything, every shift, any time, everything. And without knowing, I was like working to prove my worth. I soon, after like three years, I went back to school, got my RNBSN, and I got the opportunity to start working in an IMU setting. So that is an intermediate care unit. And boy, when I tell you, that's where I learned everything. I learned so much. And on that floor, and I would never take it back. But that is where I got burnt out. That is where I came to my breaking point and really thought I was done with nursing. So IMU is like a middle ground, either the patient is too sick and they transition to ICU. But a lot of the times we're just like stabilizing them until right when they need to get intubated or something happens and then we transfer them out or they are, you know, floor ready for the floor, ready for like a med search unit. And so that is a high pace floor. Like it's always huge turnover in patients and also in staff it was just a lot of things that made that a really hard place to work but i found myself succeeding i was doing everything i was a preceptor i was orienting new a new new student nurse and i even became charge nurse which i tried really really hard to you know do all of the things and then i had a relationship i was starting a relationship but everything came crashing down when i broke up when i when we, when I, when we broke up, when that relationship failed, I put so much hopes and dreams and worth in my career and in my breakup. And with the career, you know, and the breakup, like that relationship, he would always ask me, what are you going to do? What are, he would put a lot of pressure on me. What is your plan? What is your five-year plan? I'm like, look, I'm just trying to survive all here. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> at that time it was like a lot of pressure for me which was i needed it i need to start thinking about my future but as soon as that happened i was also had the idea for my business so with those three things happening at once like i broke down and it was crazy like there were times like i would leave work and this is how i know i was you know very much stuffing down my feelings and doing the compartmentalizing I was doing a lot of that because as soon as I would get in my car from a long shift, then the tears would flow. Like, I would be bawling. Like, I felt so alone. And it was only in my car after work. Nothing made me cry like that. Like, it was nothing. I wouldn't even be listening to anything. All kinds of feelings would come up of, unworthiness, unlovableness, unlovableness, that I'm unloved, that I'm not worthy, that I'm not good enough, that I needed to try harder. I did it. A lot of perfectionist tendencies. And I was like, this is not okay. The breakup, the stress from work, this business idea that I had no clue that what I was doing. All I was doing was studying for a personal trainer certification. All I knew was like something needed to change in my life. I wanted to be a nurse practitioner one day, but I wasn't sure if I was ready for that commitment. And then my boyfriend at the time, or the guy that I was dating, we weren't even in a relationship at the end of that. He told me that we aren't even in a relationship. And I don't, I'm not committed to you. So, For me, all of that was just, it shook my foundation. I had no way to cope. The way that I would cope with sad things before, if I got any bad news, if I got a breakup, if anything happened, I would run to alcohol, happy hours, binge drinking, uh, smoking, and not just cigarettes, y'all. Your girl was (laughs) chew-chewing, you know, the marijuana train at that time. I I wanted to feel relief. Yeah. And then I would binge watch whatever, you know, Netflix. I would just, you know, try to just disconnect that way. I wouldn't even leave my bed some days. I would order in. There'd be tons of like ordering in boxes and takeout boxes all over my. And then I would try to go distract myself with lo- late nights. Going out and partying. And then I would even try to jump into other relationships. I was in and out of relationships. And this was all while trying to figure out myself as a nurse. Where did I make my impact? How could I do all of that? How could I figure out my purpose, my plan, my impact if I was not even taking care of myself? Self-care what? What is the self-care? Self-care means going to the spa, right? Putting on a face mask. I could do that. Like, 10 minutes later, the face face mask is off. I still feel like crap. I still feel unworthy. I still feel ashamed. I still feel guilty. So my burnout story was just like all over the place. (laughs) and I thank God. It's just a miracle because there were some dark days where I would not even get out of the house. I would fake it till I make it like most nurses I was like, I got it together. I don't need any help. I'll just play it cool. I'm good. I take care of other people. People don't take care of me. In reality, I needed to take care of myself better. And that's why I'm so passionate about self-care. And it's not just the little, you know, throw on the road, bubble baths. Those are all great, but it's really how you treat yourself every day. And you've probably heard this On the podcast, if you listen to anything, you have probably heard me say that. But this was something that I had to learn. This was something that I had to come to, not just knowledge, not just, you know, have an idea. Oh, yeah, burnout is a thing. You know, we learn about it, maybe in your books. I think we had like one page of like exhaustion, you know, but to take that from knowledge to actual belief. To actual action, that is a whole nother process. And it's something that took me some time. So, how did I glow up? I really want to share that. And then I'll get into how you can glow up too. Because I'm not just here to give you my sob story, to let you in on my little testimony, which it is, y'all, which it really, really is. Cause I just sometimes look in the mirror some days and I'm just like, wow, God, you are you still working? And you're still working and trusting me, Lord. Okay, let's do this. Because it was some dark days. It was some helplessness. I was ready to jump ship as a nurse. I was like, I'm done. I am done with nursing. I am actually going to just be a health and wellness coach. And help people stay out of the hospital. I felt like I could not do anything useful in an institution. I was ready to jump ship and quit nursing altogether. But how did I glow up? How do I now retain my, my emphasis, my energy for nursing, my pride of being a nurse? How do I, how did I retain this? Because now I'm a part of panels. They're asking me to be a part of panels. They're asking me to be a speaker. I now you know coach and mentor other new nurses. And I'm so passionate about being a nurse and making my impact. So how did I make this transition? Okay. For me, a few things that I had to do. Separation. You know, just like how I said with the relationships and, you know, the parting and things like that. I jumped in and out of relationships. Like, it was just... Mm, it was not just like it was nothing because I experienced the pain and the hurt and the rejection, but I would do the same thing over and over again. I would put myself in the same situations over and over again, expecting this, a different outcome. That's, that's the definition of inside, insane, insanity. <laughs> I was, I was thinking something different was going to come out of the same thing that I was putting in again and again and again with the same people. Same type of people, the same type of men, the same type of relationships. And I thought just partying and being a people pleaser and being the party girl and being the cool girl was how I was going to feel accepted, was how I was going to build community, was how I was going to make myself feel better. No, none of that made a difference. And it wasn't until I separated myself. I committed to being single until I found the right man. The verdict's still out. But I committed to being alone, just me and God. Yes, Jesus was my boyfriend. He still is. Like, he's my man. But, you know, I committed to being single. I committed to making better relationships. And that meant separating myself from certain ones. And it didn't mean that I just kicked people to the curb. No. It just meant that I began to, you know, get quiet, separate myself, even from family, even from my parents. Hmm. And that's a whole nother story. Family and parents and all of that. I had to separate myself so that I could start to know, believe. Find out who Fallon really is without the drugs, without the alcohol, without the partying, without the relationships, without being a nurse, without being an entrepreneur, who is valid underneath? And y'all, I'm not even gonna sit up here and say like, oh, I know who she is. There's levels to this. Like I'm still exploring. I'm still coming to find out who God has created me to be and who he wants me to be and walking in that fullness and owning that fullness. Like I'm still walking in that. So it's a journey to get separate. That separation, though, it's good. Sometimes it even meant for my social medias. Who am I connected to? I made a whole different Instagram page from the page that I was on before, and I just focused on my business page, the RUL. And I began to add people that added value. And if they didn't, I don't add you. And that's okay. Separating yourself is okay. Okay. Getting quiet, like I alluded to earlier, getting quiet without the noise, without the music, without the voices of others, society, your parents, your family, then you can really hear yourself. What are the things that you've been telling yourself? What are the stories that you have been telling yourself about you, about you and about others around you, about your impact? What are the things that you've been doing? And you won't know. You won't know where to change unless you get quiet to see the change, to see where you need to change. And that's part of becoming self-aware. And after I got quiet, then I was able to assess my situation. Then I was able to put on those nursing skills that we use for our patients. Then I was able to assess my situation. And it's kind of scary on your own. So don't. Don't feel like you need to do it on your own. Go ahead and tap into therapy. Therapy changed my life. And it's not about just finding one person that you can just rant off to. That is not a therapy session. That's just a rant. And those are good, too, with the right people. But if you're going to go into therapy, be open to the feedback. Get you a therapist that's going to give you the feedback, Be unbiased feedback. I'm not talking about your friends, therapy sessions with friends, therapy sessions with family. They cannot be unbiased. They're always going to choose your side. I'm talking about getting someone that does not know you at all from jump, does not know anything but what you tell them, and who are trained to be biased. Or, I'm sorry, who are trained to be unbiased. (laughs) We don't want them to be biased. No, we don't want nobody to take sides. We want somebody that's going to be completely neutral and that is going to, well, not neutral, but, you know, like they're going to be the sound, the reason of, the sound of reason. If that makes sense. Like they're going to be that part that can reason with you. See the good, see the bad, and then make a, a, you know, just an observation and then speak life and give you strategies. My therapist has helped me so much with strategies. Just like real life things, y'all. Just like deep breathing, visualization. She we even get in the Bible together and do us a Bible study. But I've been through like three therapists, you know. You you it's like dating. You got to find the right one and be okay with leaving situationships that are not the right one. And it's okay. Then when you're able to get that additional help, you can really assess your situation from a full point of view. Why, how did I get to this point? How did I get burnt out? Was it something that I could take responsibility for? What are the signs and symptoms am I experiencing? How can I protect myself from burnout? Really assessing the situation. And if you're Feeling burnt out, what can you do to break free and find your breakthrough and then come back to your why? Why did you get in this thing anyways? Why did you decide to help people anyways? Was it like me, I the money? Okay, look, because we're going to get paid. Nurses, we always got jobs. We are always in demand. They told me as a LVN, as a licensed vocational nurse, also known as a licensed practical nurse, that I wasn't going to have a job. Tuh. No, there are tons of places for nurses to work. It doesn't matter what area that you're in. The money was the reason I got in, but was that going to keep me in? No, no. Finding your why. Why do you want to help people? What is it that you feel? What is it that you want to experience from your career and how to really find true meaning? from not just your nursing life, but okay, like you're a human being. You're not just all work and finding who that really is, who that person is. So those are some tips that I used to glow up again. Like I said, in the, a previous podcast on how, what is, what do I mean by growing and glowing? We are taking those learning situations in nursing, those times where we're We have those hard lessons where we're like a slap to the face, like, oh, this is nursing, a shock to the system. Those experiences, those tough calls that we have to make sometimes, we're taking all of that. Those things that could have broken us, that could break you. Come on, we experience them taking those tough calls, those experiences that could have broken you and turning them into wins, turning them into the glow up. Look, you don't have to let the lessons or the hard losses be your breaking point. You don't have to let the burnout be your breaking point, but it can be a learning point. You can still preserve your power. You can still preserve the glow from within and experience that breakthrough. And get to your higher level. That impact moment. That what do I want to experience from this? Like who do I want to be? Like who am I? Like asking all those deep questions. That's part of the assessment. And being really honest with yourself. And not in a way where you're judgmental. Not in a way where you're like oh girl. Why did you think that? What was that? Like you shouldn't have said that. When you're being When you're assessing yourself and becoming more aware, some things is going to come up. But addressing it with love, a lot of grace, a lot of acceptance, it's a beautiful thing. And then, you know, just still giving yourself, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, but I can change. But I can do better. But I can learn from this burnout. I can break through. And that's what I want for you. Okay, y'all, it's been so good chatting on here with you. I'm super excited. To share, like I said, for those nurses that want more support, that want more resources for your life, for nursing life, or you are experiencing burnout yourself right now, get my top three self care strategies that you can do today. Real life self care, you can take on the unit, you can take it with you wherever you go, no vacation necessary, and you can put yourself first, guilt free. Taking back the responsibility, taking back the accountability of your life. It's a process. No more just going with the flow like it is what it is. I'm just the nurse. Let's get intentional. If you want change, you got to be intentional. You got to make it happen. You can't just be like, oh, change is going to come. I'm going to make it one day. I'm going to try the, the healthier eating one day. I'm going to do the workouts one day. I'm going to take care of my mental health one day. No, you got to, you got to sit down and make a plan. And it can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Man up, woman up, own it, and take back your health and healing. And I can show you how. And I can keep you accountable. The same energy you give to your career, to your family, to everything else, do the same for your health and healing. Protect your power. And if you're burnt out on the edge of burnout or you don't even know where you're at, this is your sign. It's time to pivot. So if you're ready to put yourself first so you can show up the most empowered and clear on your calling as a nurse, do these three self-care strategies right now. Click the show notes for that resource that you can get right now to your inbox. I don't want to leave you hanging high and dry. Remember, like I said, join our Facebook community, get connected so that we can continue this nurse wellness thing. Y'all, it is a whole movement and I'm so glad that you are here. All right, y'all. I hope you've enjoyed this op- this episode, how to glow up through the burnouts. And as always, feel free to join the community, leave a leave a review, Share with someone else that you feel like maybe very useful from this information. Share, comment, like, join the movement, y'all. I want to see your face in the place. I can't wait until next time. Bye.